0: Welcome to the Gentleman Podcast, I am Brian McKinney, I'm sitting to the left of the Razor Sharp, Glenn Stansbury. <laughs> uh, Glenn just got back from a vacation down to Razorback Land. Razorback Land? Um, That's uh, not a theme park, although it sounds like a good theme park. We've got to talk to Razorback <laughs> about a Razorback theme, theme each, park.
1: Each building has like an amazing, you know, link. Yeah, you just look. You just read the exactly. You just I mean, read, the, a, read the read the tag. Watch the kid. video.
0: Yeah, massive screen, immersive gentleman experience. Look,
1: you and I may love that, uh, but I'm guessing the general public may or may, it may or may not. Hey
0: man, have you heard of Dolly World? <laughs> I have. Okay, I haven't been.
1: Yeah, it's been
0: on my Razorbackland. It's been on my bucket list, Razorbackland. Ah. I'm just.
1: Yeah, put it on the list. Well, on the list of to-dos. I did something uh, almost as good. Well, actually, no, better. Um, I met the Razorback. Oh my gosh! Yeah, what was he like? Well, Brian, what he, what he, I knew you were going to ask this. All right, and I, I, I'm trying to put. It, okay, so imagine you get a chance to meet the Pope. Okay? Right. All right. This is probably on par. Right. Okay. Mmm. Uh, he's a gentleman and a scholar. Mm-hmm. And he gave me a Razorback hat. Oh wow! So it was it was good. We had we had burgers at Brahms. Did you? Oh, Brahms. I'm a big. So Razorback likes Brahms, huh? I kind of. I kind of put that oh, It's was like, hey, why don't you uh, meet us at Braun? That's a good yeah. choice. That's a good
0: choice. Well,
1: it's, it's good, you know. We're, we have the kids with us. And, uh, and my rash. wife was worried, you know, maybe maybe Razorback, maybe he's a psycho. It's actually <laughs> kind of funny because he's going to be listening to this and he doesn't know this is happening. But on the way in, Lynn makes a reference to him being like Hannibal Lecter and the whole <laughs> he's going to eat our kidneys, you know, with a bottle of Chianti. <laughs> and he made that reference while I was talking to oh, him. Oh, really? Yeah. I, anyway. So Lynn was poking me on the table, like, "Oh man, this is <laughs> awesome. awesome!" It was awesome. Great um, guy. It's no surprise to me why he is so popular with the gentleman community.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So anyway, mm-hmm. thanks for meeting again, Razorback. Um, yeah, he's a good dude. Cool. He's a good dude. Innovative, forward thinking. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's the man for the job. Okay. Whatever that job is. Right. So we we talked we talked a lot of shop. We talked I about. Assume. Um. You know, gentleman community. Things Good. that could things that could be beneficial. Mm-hmm. Our hopes, our fears. I see. We hit it all. All so. the tears. All the tears. Everything in between. <laughs> it was. It was kind of. You know, anybody who sat next to us probably had no idea <laughs> what was going on. But that's okay.
0: Yeah, that's okay, Glenn. Um, Top priorities: gentleman community. That's it. Everything it, else is, takes a backseat.
1: We're going, we're going one, one member at a time. That's right. We're doing a road R- show. <laughs> R- show. Yeah. Who's next? So, send us a letter to PO Box 442305 <laughs> if you want us to visit with you in person. Yes. Um, and then I met with another gentleman user member. Oh, really? Uh, my brother-in-law. Oh. So. Right. So, you know, we got right. two in one trip. Yeah. Okay? Well, meeting of the minds. Oh, so, man. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Always a good time, though, to see family hang out and go camping in Arkansas. It's a beautiful state. It's, I've never uh, been down
0: there. I, mean, I need to get check it
1: out at some point. Oh man, it's awesome. The yeah. lakes, that, especially the ones that we were at, you know, they're they're rock bottom, so they're really clear and mm. just beautiful. Mountains surrounding the lakes, so mountains. I don't know if they're technically mountains, but at steep, at least very hills. big hills. Yes, yes. yes. Okay. So. Well, from Kansas, it's oh, it's a mountain. They're mountains. Yeah, yeah, sure. So from where I'm sitting. You yeah. Know. Exactly. Cool. It's good to be back. That's
0: good. That's good. Good. Second trip in the last month or so for you. So that's yeah, you're, you're making a world tour out of this whole deal. It
1: was kind of an interesting It's been a month. But Glenn, do you
0: uh do you notice anything different about me now that you're back?
1: Oh, no. Uh you y- have a No, I I I'm uh you don't notice anything different, huh? I made a little discovery, Glenn. Okay.
0: Maybe maybe you've noticed a uh, a uh an intense musk change in me. Maybe you've noticed a a, a more lionly like beard. Oh, made what? a discovery, Glenn. Okay, and it's called Amist, honest Amish beard wax. Beard wax. Beard wax. Okay. Okay. So okay. i was doing some research because I got this beard, right. but the problem it's is getting, it's, it's getting it's, it's getting at, it's it's getting very beardy. It's the, at that mean?
1: point where the beard's like trying to leave your face, it's exactly. Trying to secede.
0: exactly. Right. It's like, it's trying to secede from the union. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Texas. <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah. trying to branch out. <laughs> Yeah, and go, you know, mm-hmm. in all these directions. Anyway, the point is, so I had to find something to calm it down. Mm. You know what I mean? It. Yeah. Talking to it didn't work. Nope. Did not back it off the ledge at all. <laughs> um so I I I did some internet based research and I found this company called Honest Amish. Okay. And they sell a couple of things. A beard balm, a beard wax. Mm-hmm. But they're both supposed to like you're supposed to like calm your beard down, you okay. know? And and kind of keep it in check okay so it puts a it's a it's like a it's not really it's it's sort of like a wax but it's more just like a something to kind of smooth it out keep it detangled and just kind of Uh, keep it in check you brush it you just kind of warm it up and roll it in there you know and it's looking a little bit out of control now because that was i put it on this morning but okay but this morning it was looking very smooth dapper straight down you know what i mean yeah slick so uh Aerodynamic. big big discovery there. Hmm. Um, so honest Amish is the company. You should check it out. Okay. Kind of pricey, but if you've got a if you've got a big bushy beard like I do, then it's a good it's a good buy. It's a good buy. Okay. Um well that
1: is good to know. Just an update I'm, there I've also, on, the, on my beard. i yeah, it, it looks great. I'm nowhere at your your length of beard right no, now. No, you're more of a neat and trim.
0: Yeah. Kind of faux beard guy. Yeah, faux. You know. I wouldn't call it like, faux, would I? You know, uh, like a Justin Timberlake beard or something like what? that. What? Okay. I'm like a lumberjack beard. Okay.
1: Okay. I'll, <laughs> I'll give you the lumberjack, but you got to rescind the Justin Timberlake. Justin Timberlake, he can't... I don't even know if he can grow facial hair, can he? I don't he? know, can he? I've never seen him with any... I've
0: I don't know. Never really paid that, that was much cool, attention. That was the whole point of the joke, though. You know?
1: <sighs> well, I understand, mm-hmm. but... Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. Anyway, anyway.
0: Okay. Well, moving on. Moving <laughs> on. Um... So, uh, Glenn, and speaking of out-of-control beards, yes. uh, Glenn and I are co-founders of a site called com, <laughs> where the community's out-of-control, the beards are out-of-control, yes. everything's out-of-control on this mm-hmm. site. Mm-hmm. Lost control of it a long time ago. We did. We let the community overrun us, and now they just post whatever they want, Yep. and surprisingly it's all awesome stuff. Yeah, the, the train's off the tracks. It's true. It's a crazy it's train. It's true. There's no... Yeah. The conductor has left the train. <laughs> yeah he um, hopped off at the last stop. That's right. Um so anyway, so but gentlemen dot com, uh a site for manly stuff, a site for beards, a site for out of control beards, in control mm-hmm. beards, mm-hmm. in between beards, mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake beards, mm-hmm. all kinds of beards. And other things too. Mm-hmm. Beard waxes, beard bombs, um, beard psalms. Psalms. Um, psalms about beards You know, whatever uh, Anyway, and other manly content Not not just beard stuff There's all kinds of stuff on Gentleman.com As we will find out tonight, Glenn When we go through some posts from Gentleman.com But we're getting ahead of ourselves there But first Yeah
1: We have a very important segment ahead of us, Brian That's true, it's true It's one I look forward to every week Mm-hmm Um and this week in particular, I'm a, I'm very excited about for a yes. few reasons. But, yeah. uh, th- we're we're going to do the... Uh, what is this, Brian? This is the... The drink of the week. The drink of the week. Yeah. Okay,
0: Glenn. So, I, I meant to go get a different beer tonight. But oh. I happened upon this instead. I don't know how other people's beer stores are, mm. where they're from. But uh, the beer stores that I go to have several different kinds of beers. Mm-hmm. So, I was able to browse around visually and find this... This one stuck out to me for some reason, mm. and I thought, you know, let's go back to the roots of Oktoberfest. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, let's get, you know, let's get another Oktoberfest right. beer. We're kind of towards the end of the season. We've got to, got to, you know, take this to its logical conclusion. So my first thought was, let's find a, let's find, let's go to the source. You know, so I was able to find this beer, and I don't even know how to pronounce it, but I'm going to try to try to pronounce it. It's called, uh, Weinenstoffener. Oktoberfest beer. Oktoberfest beer. Um, and it says right on the label, Glenn, it says right on there, the world's oldest
1: brewery. You had me at wine and stuff on a hummer.
0: Now, before, as we do every week, Glenn, before we open these up and take a drink, we want to know like where this is coming from, Glenn. That's right. And uh, the history of this brewery is pretty interesting, actually. Uh, hmm. As you might expect when they're the world's oldest brewery. Right. It turns out they've been around for about a thousand years. A thousand years. Uh, huh. the actual brewery. Um, and their history goes back to seven twenty-five. Seven twenty-five. <laughs> Not seventeen twenty-five. Seven twenty-five. Huh. Um so yeah, seven twenty-five Uh, was when they, they, okay, so there was no beer in 725. Sorry, that, that was, they're, they're illustrating that was before their brewery. Okay, I was gonna say. But in 768, (laughs) that's the first, um, recorded history of the, the brewery there, where they have a lease from a local farmer where he pays a tithe to the, the monks in the abbey, um, right, and was creating hops, and they're assuming that that hops was being used to be brewed um, at the actual monastery.
1: Well, let me let me get this straight. So the farmer was able to write off this uh, purchase of beer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by calling it a tithe to his church. Yeah, something or, like
0: that. Like I think a, basically, like... yeah. Um,
1: it says huh. it, there was a hop garden
0: in the vicinity. And the owner of that hop garden was obligated to pay a tithe of ten percent of his crop to the monastery.
1: Oh, I see, I see. So he, w- I gotcha. So, so he tithe. was,
0: p- his his tithe uh, okay. was to pay. He
1: didn't get free beer out of the deal.
0: No, no, or no, not no, free. no, 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 no. I see. Man, that's quite a racket. Also, uh, actually, in 725, um, Saint Corbinian, uh, together with 12 companions, founded the, the monastery where they were brewing the beer. Hmm. So a saint started the monastery where they were brewing this beer. Just just wanted to put that out there. So I don't know of any other breweries where a saint actually started the location for the
1: they usually like college dropouts.
0: Yeah, basically. Yeah. They, they you know, they all take they take a trip to Europe. They hmm. you know. Yeah. They get, they get lost. They come back. They start, start a brewery. It becomes successful. That's the usual. But this was back in the 700s. So
1: right. Well, I'm not
0: clear. Times were different back then.
1: Yeah, but I mean, can you still become a saint if you're a college dropout? Like, how does that work? I think so. I think you could. It depends on what it works.
0: Theoretically, Glenn. I don't okay. know. It depends know. on I don't think what you think... do once you drop out of yeah, college. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. If you if you do miracles, <laughs> even though you're a college dropout, you know, <laughs> could happen. All right. Could happen. All right. Um. Uh, I, the, other, the other interesting part about this brewery that I want to say real quick here mm-hmm. is that it says, between 10, 9, 1085 and 1463, the v- Vinenstaufen Monastery burned down completely four times. It was destroyed or depopulated by three plagues, various famines, and a great earthquake. But yet, it still continues. <laughs> So great history behind this uh, brewery. I'm excited to try
1: it. It's got stain power. Did we do you have the link up? For- 84. Uh, so
0: okay, so as we always do, we want to compare. Well, we said last time. Oh uh, shit. We said last time we weren't gonna do that. Cat's out but, of the Okay, yeah. So well, next time. beer on beersnob.com, um they rate it as an 84, which is
1: which is pretty high
0: for them. You know, yeah. this, that, that's on the level of the Hibiscus so. Ghost.
1: <laughs> what, what was the other one that was we drank that was in 87?
0: Oh, gosh. I forget. I don't know which October. It was, it was actually it. good. Yeah. Was it was Goose Island? That.
1: It wasn't Goose Island. Was it the Vienna Lager? That was that was a high
0: on us. Uh, no, I think it was us that was super high on that one. Okay. There. Well, I don't know. We'd have to go to the record books, and I'm not sure. Regardless, so, Brian. Yeah, let's crack these open. Weinenstaufen. 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 And this is the National Brewery of Bavaria.
1: Oh, Brian, what is that? Yes, it. Uh, this beer um, adheres to the fifteen eighteen purity laws. It's fifteen sixteen.
0: Fifteen six. Sorry, the purity law of fifteen sixteen, as we talked about uh, in an earlier episode, mm-hmm. um, which is important. You know, if you're if you're brewing beer. The the purity law of fifteen sixteen. You gotta look it up. It's 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 extremely important. You can
1: only have like four ingredients. Is that it?
0: Yeah, it's four ingredients. uh or water or something. I don't know. Yeah, it's 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 a law of
1: pure water from a certain sort. Yeah, exactly. something.
0: Hmm. Mm. Interesting.
1: Mm-hmm. Not what I had.
0: No, it's not what I had in mind mm.
1: either. No, not what I thought it was gonna be. Mm. Uh, mm. Hmm that's gonna have to that's gonna have to grow on me a little bit I think. yeah I think so too Okay, Glenn,
0: all right so price of this beer okay was ten dollars for a six pack
1: all right so in the middle of the road so yeah maybe a little on the a little higher on side. the
0: high end from what we normally do mm-hmm. uh-huh. and it's a october um we've
1: gone as high as twelve I think
0: yeah we've gone we've gone up there mm-hmm. um we'll spare no expense for this podcast you no. know twelve dollars six pack no problem hmm uh so anyway glenn what what do you uh what do you think on the uh Mustache-twisted skill. This is tough because there's I'm so much history. There is. I don't want to discount. It's like, like saying that. you hate Bob Dylan. You know his right. song. Right. Right. I mean?
1: Exactly. Or U2's latest album. Right. Which um, everybody got for free. Um, yeah. So you can't hate it. Um, so right. I, it's not that I dislike this beer, but I'm not crazy about it. Not crazy, it, crazy about it. Yeah, I'm not crazy about it. Either. And I'm guessing they probably invented the term Oktoberfest. Probably. But the Oktoberfest that I have in mind is completely different. Yeah. You know, maltier mm-hmm. and like... It's moved on. It's like the new technology. Right. Right. You know. This is, this, these are like rabbit ears, right. you know. We got, we got uh, broadband over here. Yeah, exactly. October, uh, modern Oktoberfest. So, okay, Fest. Glenn. So uh, my,
0: my take on it would be, I would say, on the Mustachetra scale, it's to be like a 7.6...
1: Really? Yeah. I was going to say 6.7. 6.7? 6. 7. That's kind of <laughs> low, though. I'll give it a 7. <laughs> a 7. Well, I think it at least is yeah. a
0: 7 for the history. Okay. Yeah, the history bumps it up a little bit. Okay. Right. So, um, so yeah. Okay. So, averaging out that rating, then, that means that basically it's a 7.35. Right. Um. So, so yeah. 7.35 on the mustache twist scale. Uh, The Vinenstaufener. The- The National Brewery of Bavaria. (laughs) That's right. Um, I will give them an extra one. So I'm going to do a 7.36. 7.36? I'm going to give them an extra one for adhering to the Mm. Purity Law of 1560.
1: Wasn't that the thing, though, last time? Is that when they adhered to the Purity Law, we were kind of like, uh... I see yeah. where they call that beer being like kind of not the same. That's so
0: pure. Yeah, well, it's
1: like it's like they have the same beer, but they just call it different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I see what you're saying there. Yeah, you there's know. not a whole lot of this yeah, is a, this is a, you know yeah. hefeweizen.
0: Yeah. Okay. Mm. All right. Mm. Well, you know, you win some, you lose some, Glenn. Mm. They can't all be nine point on the mustache twist. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Two words that should never mustache. go together: mustache. mustache twist scale. The mustache twist scale. Mustache. <laughs> M- M-ts. MTS. The MTS. The MTS. The MTS scale. It's
1: going to be a global system pretty soon. The, yeah, or, exactly. Uh,
0: recognized. I'm, I'm holding out for the day where BeerSnob.com changes from their arbitrary rating to the MTS.
1: Yep. Let's make this scientific. The accepted
0: standard. MTS.
1: Well, we did our part.
0: Yeah, exactly. We only invented it. (laughs) That's right. Uh, Okay, well, so, moving on, Glenn. Let's uh,
1: get to some interesting posts from the gentleman community for the last week or so. Right, so, um, up first, we have... uh, I really like this one. Uh, This was added by Sackforth. Mm -hmm. Uh, We've featured some things from this member a few times. Yes, Um, yes, yes. And it's titled, The Man Who Set Up His Own Toll Road Without Permission. Mm -hmm. It's a YouTube link. It goes... uh, the, the, The... the um, interview talks to a man in in England um, who lives in a town where they have some construction set up and between between these two towns and there's like a 14 mile detour, mm-hmm. which is crazy. But um, so you have to go 14 miles out of your way
0: just to continue on your journey, basically. Right. And they also have a they have a second like a detour route that's much shorter and ready to go. Uh, but it's still under construction and they're right. working on it. It's gonna take know. at least
1: a couple months. Yeah, take a couple months to get done. So this, this man, this industrious dude, uh, now I, I love because I love this because the first one of the first few things that he says is like, Well, one evening I was down at the local pub yeah. and I was talking to the farmer who owns this land, mm-hmm. and my wife said, Hey, you should do XYZ. Right. It's perfect scenario, right? And uh, what happened was this this guy, um, this entrepreneur, I guess, is what you call him. Talked yeah. to the farmer and said, "Hey, let's build, let's build a road through your land that would cut the, the detour out. Right. Well, it'd be like a detour, but it'd be like a straight shot, basically. Mm-hmm. And let's make it a toll road. And they did it without any, you know, city planning or <laughs>
0: talk to anybody. They just they just did it. They just called up the, the company to come work on the road, and they're were like, here's what we're doing. Are you guys in? Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. All right, yeah.'" So they basically built their own toll road in the mm-hmm. middle of the country. Um, mm-hmm. Pretty smart idea. The only problem is, of course, uh, the local city council isn't too happy about them uh, creating a private road and collecting money for it. <laughs> yeah. So I guess they're in all kinds of hot water for it. Uh, the guy said he. The guy that they, they interviewed in this video said he took out a personal loan. Uh, it's like basically, a second mortgage on his house. Jeez. To pay <laughs> to pay three guys to build this road. I guess it took them like what do you say? A few days to yeah. build it or something like that. Um. Anyway, and so he's got a little toll booth out there. He's collecting the collecting the money. He said he's got a. I think he said he had to have like 150 thousand cars roll through there to make his money back. Okay. But he said he's he's doing pretty good. He's well on the way to do that. Um. So anyway. Yeah, I don't know, Glenn. I I would like to put a toll road. I'm
1: cheering for him.
0: Yeah. Uh, it seems like it's not. Well, the guy was explaining that basically in America, you can't you can't do things like that without city approval. But anyway, he was basically saying that according to their laws, that they don't have to do that; they don't have to have permission to do that.
1: But if the city council finds it, takes notice of it, and mm-hmm. brings it out or calls it out, then right. they have to go through the whole process. Of right. It.
0: So the city council can retroactively, like, right, find out about it and right. then give them notice that they have to stop doing it and like all this stuff. So, okay. Anyway, so we'll see what happens on that. I guess the jury's still out because it it just it's just now coming to at attention of the city council. So.
1: Well, yeah. They're making news. They're on Gentleman, so of well, course they're going to yeah. find out about it.
0: The authorities in that town in England are going to they're going to find out all about it. <laughs> I'm listening to the Gentleman podcast, and we're like,
1: "What? <laughs> What's on the boot? Yeah, wait, um, that's the well,
0: I don't is know Is that about. Australia uh, a boot. Oh, it's Canadian? it's Canadian.
1: Canadian. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, okay. So maybe it was a Canadian road. Right. Well, moving along, um, speaking right. Speaking of Canadians, Razorback. No, I'm kidding. Um, uh, Razorback has the next tack. And this is uh, this has haunted my dreams. Yeah, this is very like this is very appropriate. Now him. let's let's review last week. Razorback had the tack um, concerning the house full of spiders. Mm-hmm. That that mm-hmm. was um, you know I'm no psychologist, Glenn. Yeah, but, uh, I would say maybe Razorback has a little bit of a phobia of I don't know. I would say so because this this tack is titled puppy sized spider. Surprises scientists in rainforest. Mm -hmm. Which, you know, I think a puppy-sized
0: spider would surprise me anywhere, Glenn. I could be, you know, going for a stroll um, just about anywhere, and it would be
1: surprising. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully not in my house. Even if somebody was walking on a leash. Yeah. I would still... Well, that would be very surprising. That would be surprising. But my point is... Yeah. Anyway, Nobody okay. wants to see that So so anyway, this tack is all about how this The
0: scientist was taking a stroll In the rainforest, as scientists do You know yes. the scientists, they're sure. always taking strolls in the rainforest Is it
1: Honduras maybe? Uh,
0: uh, Guyana not- Guiana. Okay. Um, and, and then he heard some rustling As if something was creeping underfoot, Glenn He thinks, oh, it's a rat, it's a possum So he flips the light on and what he finds Is a horrific, huge spider Staring up at him, making clicking noises
1: it's like a movie spider. It's like a spider that you would see in a movie.
0: Yeah, it is exactly. Freaking weird. Um, so let's see, so it can reach up to a foot in size, basically, and it's known as the South American Goliath bird eater, which is a good name for it. Um, they, they basically said it's uh, the world's largest spider, um, according to the Guinness Book of World Records. Um, so if you want to believe that, uh, leg span can be up to a foot. Uh, the body the size of a large fist my gosh uh so anyway um this is which is just by itself is is scary but there's even more to this um they they describe describe some of the things that it does you know i mean like some of the some of the attack moves it's got it's special maneuvers right 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 right, yeah uh and uh first of all it's the sound that it makes it says that the, the, its feet have hardened tips and claws that produce a very distinct clicking sound, not unlike that of a horse's hooves hitting the ground. <laughs> except there's like eight of them. You know what I mean? Right. It's like
1: <sighs> it's like a Monty Python, you know, like the clip clop, you know. Yeah, exactly. Except, except with spiders. A spider. Um, <clears throat> so it also says that um, <clears throat> when when
0: when he encountered the 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 spider it was rubbing its hind legs against its abdomen and at first he thought it was like (laughs) just being you know like a bashful you know kind of harmless behavior but in fact it was sending out a cloud of hairs with microscopic barbs on them when these hairs get in the eyes or other mucous membranes they are extremely painful and itchy and can stay there for days okay so that's number one number two it has um you know a couple of fangs that are almost an inch long and it said that while it's venomous, it's not—it's not, it's not going to kill you, if, like if you get struck by it. But it would be extremely painful, like driving a nail through your hand, if you got bit by the spider.
1: It's so, but I love how the guy—they go later on in the article and they say, "But really, it's not that bad. A chicken—a <laughs> chicken could do more damage. Mm, maybe, <laughs> not psychologically. <laughs> not though.
0: Psychologically, no." Unless you have a fear of chickens,
1: right? Uh, well,
0: right. I, I yeah, a couple of good defense mechanisms going on for this spider. I guess yeah. when you're that big, you got to have some. Like <laughs> a ninja spider, like
1: throwing kung fu sp- spider web ninja stars. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, so anyway, terrifying noises. Uh, if it bites you, it's like a stake going through your hand, and oh, also it can expose barbary like yeah clouds of webbing. Yeah, uh, if you you know. If you encounter it,
1: which another, you probably won't, but no, another another fantastic you know Halloween esque appropriate Halloween Halloween appropriate attack. Yes, we um, should note that on uh, Facebook it's been shared over two hundred eighty thousand times. Wow, that's I don't know if I've ever seen anything shared that many. So people In like past, spiders. What's today? People people uh, uh, spiders. The past four days, no less. Mm.
0: Wow! Another th- another <laughs> thing about this this story, real quick, because they they gave mm. an update a couple of days later. Right, right, right. Um, and there was this the flood of questions about what happened to the spider and why it was killed. The people need to know why it was killed. I think it's pretty obvious. Yeah, was <laughs> If I see the spider, I am going to kill it. I I don't care. That's I part of know the reflex.
1: People- yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm not going to be like.
0: Oh, I should probably keep this. Thing. I no. What's
1: the moral thing to do here? Yeah. Let me debate this. I'm Ethical. gonna go get a shovel <laughs> or a shotgun. Chop a head off. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, know. think if that thing that had babies. Oh. You scoosh it and, like all these like you know dime sized spiders <sighs> start running out of it. Uh, okay. I saw arachnophobia. Exactly. Hi. Yeah. So okay,
0: Razorback. Let's 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 stop with the spider stories. You're freaking me and Glenn out. <laughs> right. I'm, we, we, <laughs> I'm going have a hard time sleeping tonight. We don't, now. We don't need to. I need to. Footlong spider,
1: wow. Okay, um, wow.
0: Anyway, all right, Glenn. So moving on to something a little bit more, uh, a little bit more happy. Speaking of foot footlongs,
1: uh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> what you didn't like my stick <laughs> I was trying to see where Um, yes. So speaking of footlongs, mm-hmm. um, the uh, uh, the gentleman member Nestonius. Great name. Yeah, Nest- that's good. Yeah, that's good. I don't know what it means, but I like it. Yeah. Um, linked up a Serious Eats article, and it's all about how you can use a cast iron pan and a tortilla to make a world class bar style pizza in under 12 minutes. So, yes. Very, very simple. I'd never thought. I'd never. Uh, heard, well, I'd never heard of using a tortilla as the crust. See, I've done this before. You have. Okay. It,
0: it, okay. So this. I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty pumped about this. Okay. Good. By the way, for one, for one. Okay. But, um, so I had, a, I knew, a, I knew a girl in college that would make these pizzas out of a tortilla. Like Me- they're like Mexican pizzas. Okay. At, she'd like get some, you know, big tortillas and she'd make a pizza out of them. They're pretty good. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're kind of, you know, pizza like a little bit, you know what I mean? But just not the same thing. Okay. Yeah. Um, but she just put them on a, a cookie sheet, mm-hmm. slapped them in the oven, and called it good, okay? Yeah. The thing that, that I'm excited about with this pizza is, number one, that you can make it in 12 minutes. Right. You know, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and it looks that, it does really actually like look like it lives up to that bill. Because you basically just oil up a cast iron pan, heat it up throw the tortilla in there throw your toppings let it sit throw it in the oven for three minutes and you're done
1: yeah it's nice the cast iron skillet uh, mm-hmm. has the edges so it'll yeah. catch the cheese and like mold it yeah nice. sort of get fall that, off
0: <laughs> well, and you get that like nice
1: crust oh, of cheese oh yeah on there, oily.
0: okay so that's Whoa. the other part of this I'm about to explain oh sorry Brian. is that when I saw this and, and they, they show the oiled up cast iron skillet yeah I had immediate flashbacks Glenn what to like, I, like my mind like jumped back in time like oh. to 15 years ago <laughs> when I was working at a little Caesars, okay, and delivering pizzas, and they're this reminds me of their deep dish oh. pans. They, they, they'd they have these metal pans like this that were like the cast iron, they're like little, you know, metal pans exactly like this huh. that are they're all like seasoned by all the oil that's been in them and oh, stuff yeah. like that. It looks exactly like that. Um, so anyway, I don't know, I don't know. I just it just made me think, man, this is going to be awesome to make, you know, yeah. it's super quick. Um, so I'm excited about it. I'm definitely going to do this one. So I'm going to report back on uh, report back on this one. So I don't know. The only thing I'm leery about is the tortilla crust. Right. I mean, how good can that really be? I don't know.
1: I you know they they go into deep they go into detail about the, the crust and which side or the uh, tortilla and which mm-hmm. side to fry and mm-hmm. it's it's interesting. Yeah, I, I'm with you there. That's but I mean a crust is a crust. I mean at the end of the day it's it's flour and yeah. And, yeah, and I think so. we're
0: both fans of the, the mm-hmm. thin crust, mm-hmm. you know, the, the quote unquote St. Louis style pizza. You know what I mean?
1: But the thing to take away here, though, is that even if the cr- even if the tortilla crust doesn't work out, mm-hmm. I would probably try a like Make just my normal own crust.
0: crust. Yeah, because would well, you have that recipe for that St. Louis style pizza. Yeah, crust, it's
1: like cracker thin,
0: cracker, cracker thin, thin crust, which is the best. I, it's definitely huh. the best crust recipe I've ever. I've ever seen You know seen. what
1: Brian? The the cast iron skillet though.
0: Mhm. I I love Yet it. Yet another use for the cast iron skillet that yep. I've had for 15 years.
1: Yeah, right. <laughs> you well you were talking about how Little Caesars this is, I'm sure this is before the Hot and Ready Revolution of company. <laughs> yeah. But you know they had, you know, these skillets that were seasoned for all these all these years of just mm-hmm. cooking pizzas. Yeah. There's a there's a restaurant in um it's a it's a burger place mm-hmm. in uh Salina, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And it's like Oh, Cozy Inn. Cozy Inn. Yeah, 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 yeah. And maybe we, I don't know if we talked about this a podcast before, but they had a, um, a, uh, a, um, a griddle. A griddle, yeah, mm-hmm. that they used. They, that's how they cooked their hamburgers. Their right, they store them on the griddle, yeah. And, um, new ownership came in. They decided they're going get to get away from the antiquated. Because it was like 40 years old or something. It was really old, this yeah. griddle was. And so they, they, threw, they took to the dump, got rid of it, and, um, We got this new one in, and they started making these hamburgers, and they tasted completely different. And they were like, "What is? What is? This is the same recipe, exact same. What's? Oh no! Uh, It's the griddle.
0: They actually had tons of customers complain that the the burgers didn't taste as good.
1: Right. So they had to go to the dump and find (laughs) the griddle and take it back. (laughs) Which is a little, just little discomfort. disconcerting, You're yeah. Right, I because I, I've eaten ha- hamburgers on that griddle since then, mm. and I know that it's a, Look, a man, trash I, burger. I would. <laughs> they should would just rename it with the Trash Burger, man. I'd be alright with that. Wouldn't that kind of awesome? Like, I, I, it's got a story behind it. You know,
0: I, I don't. I, I think anytime you, me and my buddy Ken talk about this all the time, mm. because there's this, there's this Chinese food place. In a small, (laughs) it's a a little fast food Chinese place that we go to quite often when we've had a couple beers. Okay. Uh, We'll go visit this place. Um, And one of our buddies will not go there because he's afraid of it. He thinks, you know, food poisoning and all this stuff. But our contention is once you heat something up to a certain temperature, it doesn't matter. It doesn't, if there's something on it or there's food, you know, if it's been rolling around in the garbage or something like that, you can pull it right out. Throw it in the fryer; it's gonna be good to go. Because right. anything that's bad is gonna be. Because when you get it, it's like burning hot. Like it nothing will, lives. It, in yeah, exactly, exactly. So anyway, point is, I, so I'm not afraid of that griddle because you heat it
1: up a little bit, good to go. You know what? And maybe it picked up something. Yeah, at the at the dump. Maybe <laughs> yeah. it's like, oh hey, a little bit of extra, a little, a little extra, extra seasoning, trash there. seasoning there. <laughs> that's okay. Oh, no, anyway. that's
0: okay. So anyway, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this pizza recipe, Glenn, because it's so quick and easy. Right. And uh, I'm I'm going to give it a shot. And I'm a big pizza guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I love pizza. So this looks awesome. Um I love the detail they went in to compile the recipe and like tell you which side of the tortilla and like all the stuff. It looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. So, yeah, that Serious Eats does a really good job. Yeah. So anyway, all right. We're going to yeah, I'll I'll report back. I'll make this pizza and then maybe by next podcast we'll <coughs> delve into it some more. Okay. Okay, Glenn. So what's the 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 next hack?
1: <clears throat> the next hack is Added by gentleman member, longtime gentleman member Jordan, mm-hmm. uh, and Jordan has added the the an article from CNN titled "Mike Rowe's Straight Talk on Finding the quote Unquote' Right Career." Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, Mike Rowe is a an awesome dude. He um, I, I guess like I should really fact check this before I, but I was I was under the impression that he is actually a like classically trained opera singer. I'm not really. I'm, like, I'm gonna Wikipedia this real quickly here, um, um, but yeah, and so but he has this show Dirty Jobs. I mm-hmm. don't know if it's still running. I think it is. Um, and or, it, he basically travels around the country and he talks to
0: people that have jobs that people quote unquote wouldn't wouldn't want to do, right? You know, and he joins these crews to do these things. And and
1: let me just throw something. Out there. I'm on his Wikipedia page. Rank, uh, Rose sang professionally with the Baltimore Opera. He says mm-hmm. about the job. I joined the opera to get my union card and meet girls. I was a saloon singer, so I went down to the Baltimore Opera and learned an aria and auditioned. <laughs> I figured I'd do one show and quit, but the girls were everywhere. And the truth—the truth is, the music was decent. Wow! So, aspiring cool. opera singers, apparently, there's there's I, the ladies can't get enough of you. Wow! Uh, yeah.
0: Well, anyway, that's good to know. Okay.
1: Um, but yeah, micro, awesome guy. Um,
0: so anyway, Glenn, what's this article all about? It's it's all about uh, your dream job. Straight talk on the right career.
1: Right. The, the 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 big lesson you know that Mike Rowe has seen over and over again is basically that there is no perfect career.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: At least um, from the surface. And he talks about this story about how um, he knows this uh, this girl who is who wants to get married and has the perfect guy in mind. Mm-hmm. But when they go to you know like they're at a bar and. And he was saying, Hey, what about that guy over there? And she's like, Well, he's not my type. And he's like, mm-hmm. Well, how do you know? She's like, Well, I just know, okay. Mm-hmm. I have a sense about these things, I just know. Right. And basically he was saying that she had the idea of the perfect mate in her head mm-hmm. and the fact of the matter is is that usually that that just doesn't that doesn't usually work, right? Yeah. Same thing with your profession. Mm-hmm. Um and his 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 advice is to just try stuff. Right. You have to try stuff before you can You know, you just got to keep after it, so. Right. Uh, I think the other
0: point of that story, too, was this that was kind of interesting was he was basically saying, like, you know, he kind of runs through all these scenarios, like, why don't you try hanging out in different places? Why don't you move to a different town? Why don't Mm -hmm. you, you know, do this and that? And she's a dating site and, like, all this stuff. And she's like, no, 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 I can't do that. I can't do that. I couldn't do that. I couldn't do that. Right, right. So he's basically saying that she kind of, like, puts these obstacles intentionally in front of actually accomplishing our goal mm-hmm. you know which i think a lot of people do like like subconsciously sure. you know what i mean like finding ways to not move that thing forward or whatever and and yeah so that's kind of interesting too but yeah um he, he he's got an interesting point i mean you know the the whole like people trying to find their dream career and everything like that i've wondered this a lot myself too mm-hmm. where people like complain about not being fulfilled at their jobs and you know stuff like that and it's like it's a job. I mean, it's a job, and you get paid to go do it because it's not... I mean, it's not supposed to be fun. You know what I mean? Like right. So there's this whole, like, people say you should love your job and everything like that, and there's all these, you know, a-holes out there that are like, oh, I love my job. I can't believe... You know, he, yeah. if, you're not, if you don't love your job, what are you doing? You yeah. Know? It's like, well... It's not, I think Steve Jobs even had a quote about that where he said, like, if you look at yourself in the mirror too many times in a row and you don't like what you're doing, you need to go do something else. And it's like, well... Right. <laughs> yeah. If you're Steve Jobs, you right, know. Right, right. But like, if you're not, uh, then maybe I don't know.
1: Yeah. I, the article he talks about how you know a lot of this is our choice, right? And well, that, that's a good point. Yeah. And that and that like you know people say. They're easily bored at work or something like that, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Actually, that's not true because boredom is a choice, yep. just like tardiness yeah. or interrupting. These right. are choices you you consciously right. make." Mm-hmm. And you know, from a guy who, when he films his TV show, he goes around. I've seen a few episodes, and he'll go around and like the jobs people have are just disgusting, right? But the the common theme is that these people all kind of have this, um, no matter what the job is, they all have this passion for it. Mm-hmm. Like it could be. You know, some really weird, you right. know, down in a mine somewhere, cleaning out something. But they, for whatever reason, they have this passion for it, mm-hmm. and so I don't And that's know.
0: what makes them good at their jobs is that they, you know, they care and they like, right? They want to do a good job and they, you know, yeah. And it's like you said, boredom's a choice. Like all yeah. these things are, you can you can choose all these things, yeah, to be engaged by your job or not. You can be, you can choose to do that, right? Um, so yeah, that's really cool. And I just I was thinking about when I was reading this was I've got this buddy. Um, and his dad's like super successful businessman, you know, like you know, wealthy and all this stuff, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was always, you know, kind of taken aback by this guy because sometimes, you know, kids of people that are super wealthy are kind of jerks and mm-hmm. stereotypical. You know, dad has money; he's a he's a complete jerk, you know, everything like that. This guy was always super grounded, always treated people you know really well you know all this stuff and everything like that mm-hmm. and you know he's always kind of giving me anecdotes about how his you know childhood was and stuff like that you know what I mean? once in a while when I ask him about hmm. stuff and he he had a great quote from his dad he told him when he was like a teenager or something like that his dad told him like I don't care if you are a garbage man or you know whatever you choose to do he's like all I care about is that you're the best if you choose to be a garbage man that you're the best garbage man there is you know mm-hmm. like whatever you choose to do I don't care what it is it doesn't matter just be the absolute best at it. Exactly. Know? So that's pretty good advice. I mean, you know.
1: Yeah, and I've heard it I've heard gosh, I can't remember where this where this came Some, you know, business mind somewhere, Warren Buffett or something like that. Yeah. I probably wasn't Warren Buffett, but somebody of that caliber mm-hmm. said, you know, you you ha, finding you finding a career that you're passionate about is a joke, right? Right. What what makes you passionate is being good at something. Yeah. He's like it's True. I mean, you know, if you, if you have a business idea that's like selling thumbtacks, but you can make a lot of money selling thumbtacks, right. you're going to be passionate about it. Right, right. <laughs> you know, odds are, if money's right. important to you, right. you know, you don't care what you're doing as long as you're doing it really well yeah. and succeeding. Right. And so, anyway. Yeah. Okay. I think Mike Rowe might be onto something here.
0: Yeah, it could be. Well, and he's visited with more people that are doing, you know, various thumb different tax things. Thumbtack sellers th- of the world. Th- yeah, than anybody else. Yeah. And he, you know, probably draws a lot of interesting you know, kind of parallels when talking to all these different groups of people that do totally different things, but then he sees probably a lot of common, Mm -hmm. you know you know, reoccurring themes throughout that whole deal, I'm sure. So
1: shoot, even his career is not a straight opera singer to (laughs) host of you know, to comedian to Ford
0: uh, spokesman. Yeah, you know. Right. Yeah. Okay. So if you listen to Mike Rowe, (laughs) don't quit your day job. It's just become better at it. That's right. Choose to not be bored by your day job. All right, Glenn. Speaking of not being bored by our day jobs, yes, um, we uh, we uh, we talked. We're gonna do uh, the uh, the gentleman toast this week, Glenn. Uh, and I know that you don't really follow this at all, but hmm. I've been a huge fan of the Royals, <laughs> the Kansas, since, your Kansas, City my Royals. Kansas
1: City Royals since last week. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, well, Brian, let me just say. I'm ex- very excited to toast the Royals. Like like last week, we did a little departure. Mm-hmm. We toasted uh, something other than a person. Yes, which now I, my rotten tomatoes. Rotten tomatoes. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. The website. Um, <laughs> I have it there. I lost it. Yeah. Um, but now we're back, and mm-hmm. you know the Royal. We're gonna toast a team. And a team. A team full of people, not just one man. Right. It's a team. Now, granted, this is this hits close to home for us. Pun. Mm-hmm. Um, because the Royals are just a stone's throw away in Kansas City. Pun. <laughs> uh, right. Uh. Trying to make as many baseball like. Uh, anyway. Uh. <coughs> um, right. So okay. So the Royals, <laughs> <laughs> and they have made the playoffs for the first time. Not only have they made the playoffs, they mm-hmm. made it in the most improbable way. Mm-hmm. Barely went in an over uh, our extra innings wild card game. Yep. And now they have won. Up until tonight, um, eight straight mm. um, postseason games, which was unprecedented. Mm-hmm. They had four extra inning games so far, and they've won every single one, mm-hmm. which has never happened before. Yeah. So the first time in 29 years mm-hmm. when they won the World Series in '85, they've made the World Series. Yeah. And the first game is going on right now, and they're getting smoked. Yes. But that that's doesn't not, matter. That's not I'm important. That's not point. That doesn't diminish the fact that no. this is. First of all, it's a seven game series. Okay. That's right. It's a long you series. Let's play all the games. Yeah. But. What an incredible, you know, uh, the, the Royals, the, the joke growing up, like I was in, I was in, I was three when they won the World Series, mm-hmm. and, you um, know, I was two. And uh, was before my time. This is before your time. <laughs> um, and the joke about Royals fans in like the last 30 years is like, well, you know, the Royals are awful, or, you know, and even last year when they had a really good team that just you know, they were up into playoff contention until a week uh, yeah, left I of the that season. Last year. Yeah. Even then, people were like, "No, no, 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 no! Mm-hmm. This is the Royals, right? right? They're I remember <laughs> they're that. not yeah. good." And yeah, and it was really hard because I watched a lot of the games and I paid, you know listened to a lot of sports talk radio and all stuff and mm-hmm. and people had this mindset that Royals aren't any good, but they are good, Brian, and they're in the World Freaking Series right yeah. now, yeah. which is well, they
0: may you know. uh Regular season doesn't matter once playoffs come around. That's right. Nobody remembers the regular season. Exactly. Doesn't matter anymore. And as far as the Royals are playing in the postseason, um I'd have to say that's all that counts. What I think is kind of exciting about the Royals thing that is outside of the team is just like, you know, Lawrence, Kansas, which is, you know, 25, 30 minutes from Kansas City basically, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. up the roadways. Uh there's just everybody is talking about the Royals everybody's got Royals gear everybody's figuring out where they're going to be watching the games I was down at Frank's North Star last week uh, and I was asking him how things were going. He's like, it's awesome. He's like, the Royals, he's like, I just flipped the TV on and like instant crowd, extra innings is awesome because people are staying and having drinks and mm-hmm. it's a bar full of people on Tuesday night, you know, yeah. like, I mean, so local businesses are being affected by it. I mean, everybody's just, you know, it's a huge, huge thing. So pretty exciting stuff for the, the towns around oh, here. Oh,
1: absolutely. I think a lot of people grew up, even though the Royals haven't been very good. Mm-hmm. Exceptions of a couple seasons, they were okay. Yeah. But in the past 20 years, they just haven't been very good. Yeah. And so,
0: but. Fan bases but, need that. They need once in a while. Yeah. They need to be successful. Shot, they got
1: to have a shot in the arm. Yeah. You know, and so I think the thing, the people that grew up going to these awful games, mm-hmm. you know, you, you wanted to support the Royals and you went with your dad or something. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I went all the time. And went, well, I should tell the dad. Every year, I'd go to a game or two. Yeah, seasons, yeah, sure. Mostly. And growing up. And so, like, finally, you have a season where. Right. They're in the World Series. It's yeah. like you know, part of your mind is is blowing because yeah. you just can't fathom it. Yeah, and so it's nice to have that. And then it's nice to have the people who were old enough to have been around during the World mm-hmm. Series when they won it in '85. Yeah. So you have these two groups of people, and yeah, I don't know, man. It's pretty
0: awesome, pretty exciting stuff. It's cool to see for sure. Um, F-
1: yeah, when they won the uh, national, or when they won the um, the series before to get in the World Series. Hmm. Um, Eric Hosmer, one of the Royals, the Royals' first basemen, mm-hmm. uh, invited Kansas Cityans out to a bar, and he picked up the bar tab with a couple other players, and it ended up being like twenty thousand or fifteen thousand dollars. It was a bar tab, yeah. So, but, but which is awesome as well. So, yeah. anyway, I think I think that's pretty awesome. For yeah, her. and you know, national it's a national thing. You know, mm-hmm. uh, I uh, big time. I was wearing my Royal shirt. And uh, when we were traveling, people mm-hmm. were yelling, "Go Royals!" You know, like <laughs> it's like a little off because nobody, nobody has ever done that yeah. in the history of me wearing royal shirts or right. like,
0: <laughs> right, right. You know, right. you
1: never hear that, so it's kind well, of that's funny. Big
0: publicity when it comes around, you know. I mean, like, yeah, it's it. Everybody talks about. It. You know, I don't. I don't pay attention to baseball season like at all. But right. you know, once the World Series comes around, you know, it's on. It's on everybody's minds. It's on everybody's you know. Everybody's talking about it. So yeah. anyway, it's pretty cool stuff. Uh, hopefully the Royals will do well. I don't know. We'll see what happens. they are gonna rebound in game two. Yeah, I feel it. First game was kind of rough as we just saw because it's just finishing up as we're finishing up this podcast. Yeah. Um, but yeah. anyway, anyway, Glenn. Well, it's a seven game series. It's a long. It's a long series. It is a long series. Um, so. So anyway, all right, Glenn. Well, uh, toast to the Royals then. To the Royals. To the Royals. It's a Blue October, Brian. Wow! Oh. All right, all right, Glenn. Um, I think it is. It time for the um, hot burning topic. topic. Um, and this this week, Glenn. You know, it's almost Halloween. Um, it's almost Halloween, and there's a whole subculture of people that. They're not satisfied with watching a scary movie. Nope. Okay? They're not satisfied by going to a haunted house. <laughs> the only thing that scratches their itch <laughs> is to go to this new thing called, this new fangled innovation uh, called an extreme haunted house, Glenn. So anyway, if you don't know what an extreme haunted house is, there's several different variations on this. But I'm going to talk about a couple. The first one is called... Uh, let me look it up here. I was just looking at this. Uh, oh, it's got a similar name to my name. M- McCami Yeah,
1: McKamey, yeah.
0: McKamey Manor. Yeah. Um, and then the other one I'm going to talk about is there's this this kind of regional thing that they go to different areas and they have this thing called the Great Horror Camp Out. Um, so... The difference between this and a traditional haunted house, Glenn, is that these people, you, you go into this haunted house and you sign a waiver. Uh, and you say that anything that happens to you, basically, is not the fault of these people. And then they bring you in this place. and It's they, just
1: a house. It's just a house. It's like a normal-looking house yeah.
0: on a street. And they uh, they basically torture you without intentionally, like... Really like hurting you for hours. For hours, it's like three to four hours. Is it like four to six hours? Four to six, I think. Yeah, um, so you basically like, uh, you basically subject yourself to kind of whatever these people want to do to you for four hours. Uh, and the, the camp horror one is again along the same I- idea. It's, it's basically like a choose your own adventure. That's like a, that's like a, like a nice way of saying a choose your own adventure. It's like saying, "Like we're really going to beat the crap out of you." We're
1: gonna, yeah, is um, it another one where you sign a waiver? And this is this. Is, yeah, it's a,
0: it's a sign a waiver. Whatever. It's a twelve-hour overnight interactive horror camping adventure. <laughs> Campers can choose their level of engagement when they choose their activities in Dead Zone. The experience can be an extreme horror adventure or a more mild horror adventure. It's completely up to the camper. So, Glenn. Yeah, <laughs> I know you'd never do one of these.
1: No, no, because no, no, no.
0: Glenn like has uh, uncontrol. It's like the Incredible Hulk when you sneak up on him.
1: <laughs> I am like you
0: don't sneak up on Glenn Stansberry. <laughs> it's just a rule.
1: You don't tug on Superman's That's cape. The,
0: you don't. Yeah, you, you don't, don't sneak. <laughs> you don't sneak. Up on Glen Stansberry. Anyway. No, 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 no. Anyway, point is... <clears throat> you, I know you'd never do this. No, 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 no. Uh, not for my safety. No. <laughs> Just for the safety of the... Yeah, seriously. Somebody would die. Um. Anyway, the, we, we were watching the video. I don't think I would ever do this either. I mean, as... as uh, I would do it if it was short. If it was like 30, 45 minutes or something like that. But That's not camping. Wait, are we talking about the house? I'm talking about the house. If it was shorter... If it wasn't four hours... I can see why four hours is mentally... I mean... If I'm sitting in a... Yeah. Four hours is a long time. That's just a long time to be doing anything, man. Yeah, I, I can't think of anything i want to be like, doing for four hours. Psychologically tortured and physically tortured for four hours, <laughs> paying somebody to do it. It can't be cheap because it's you or you and a buddy, and it's I think it's like a solo mission for four hours, so, and you got a whole group full of people messing with you, it can't be cheap to go do that.
1: Imagine, imagine watching the extended version of *Lord of the Rings*. Was it the the last movie? The last movie. Doing that, or in that same amount of time, having the pants scared off of you for four hours. And the video that we saw, people were like,
0: they had, they were like dumping fake blood on them, like hitting them and the, hitting them.
1: Yeah, it was uh, like.
0: Chaining them up, uh, to upside down. People were screaming, like, I want to stop, I want to stop, I want to stop. I don't know. Is it part of the waiver that they they won't stop? Is that part of the deal? Like, I think... I don't know. I think unless there's some kind of a medical situation, they won't shut it down. Like, so I think when you sign the thing, you have to say, like, I'm not... I will...
1: I... If, even if I get scared, I'm not going to stop it. So the... How this works is that the... Like, the McKamey Manor... Yeah. It's technically classified as a... Um, Amateur haunted house, so they get around all those silly laws like you can't touch people when you go through a haunted house, like oh. a big, a big, big chain haunted house. Mm. You can't touch people. Well, in this one, they can do like they're putting things in your, making you eat things, yeah, like eat I saw nasty that. things, and like, yeah,
0: like eat bugs and stuff,
1: and like and uh, it, 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 it's uh, it's disturbing. Like the one that really got me was they they have this couch. Did you see this? I don't think so. They have a couch. And then you're like, I don't know if they were in the in the promo video if they were sitting on or next to or something, but I think they like push them down on the couch, and then the other seat next to you pops open, and somebody comes out of it, grabs you, and pulls you down into the couch, <laughs> and it's another room. <laughs> And they're like down there, like you know, like like oh, man. covered with blood, and, and they're like holding your face uh, and like telling you all this stuff. Oh man! So anyway,
0: the needless to say, and the the, thing, the funny thing about that video is it does look awful. I mean, it doesn't look particularly scary because you're not there. You know, in the moment it was seem like scarier. But the, the thing is, the the article makes the point that it's got to be a slim down, like trimmed down. You're seeing like the politically correct version right, right. of stuff in the video, which in and of itself, you're watching this and you're like, this this just can't you can't you can't touch people like that and, and not right. you know get sued. Like that seems that can't happen. And right. you know, it's like the, the rated G version of what's actually really going on there. The one that seems interesting to me is the camping one, though. Okay, I could see how that one would be fun. Yeah. You know, there's so many like horror movies that are set in the campsites and like, the, you know, the Jason movies, you know, you're out in your, you know, out in in the in the camp- tent yeah. and it's, you know, camping and it's, that seems even, that, that, that actually seems legitimately scary to me. Like that house one seems less scary, just more like disgusting and psychologically like terrifying. But like the, the camping one, that seems actually kind of legit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you're, I mean, camping inherently is kind of scary. You know what I mean? Like Yes. You're, you're, I was just camping. <laughs> yeah. you're out. There's always a little bit of me when I'm out camping, like I'm in a tent and I've seen so many scary movies that are like revolving <laughs> around that. So you're always kind of like, well, somebody could just pop this tent open. And start, yeah. 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 Seriously. Or, you know, you see like a shadow walking around the tent yeah. or something like that. Like, yeah,
1: I, I, the camp thing, uh, 12 hours though. Twelve hours again i I think I would accidentally murder somebody so I really this really isn't an option for me this is kind of this is this uh, this can
0: only go on so far until someone gets really hurt, yeah because at some point somebody will get terrified and really lash out at somebody you know what I mean that would be me exactly like mm-hmm. You, you scare somebody too much. Or even just a quick reaction. You know what I mean? Everybody, the People are getting scared real quick and stuff like that. Somebody runs out of the bushes and grabs you. I mean, it's only a matter of time before somebody, like, takes somebody's head off or something like that. You know what I mean? Like Just pops it off. Well, you just... Sometimes you just have a natural... Like, even if you know what the situation is and everything like that, if somebody runs up on you or something like that, I could see how somebody could have a reaction where they would... You know, I don't know. I don't know. It just seems like a bad a bad scenario where people could get injured pretty easily.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to pay money to have to go to jail later. Well, and plus, the, you know, you yourself
0: as, like, doing this, there's got to be a lot of risk of getting injured. I mean, yeah. they're tackling you. They're throwing bags over your head and dragging you around and, yeah. throw, you know, like he said, somebody jumping up out of the couch and pulling you down with them. What if you catch your leg on the edge of the couch or something like that? It just right. – there's just so many things that could go wrong, like –
1: yeah, I'm not for it, Brian. I'm gonna, I'm going to say I'm against this. Glenn, we, we shouldn't we shouldn't say we're against it without trying it, Glenn. Oh, I'm <laughs> I'm against
0: it. We, we should do the Great Horror camp out, but we should do the uh,
1: we should do the uh, but we
0: could we could we could tell them it says you can choose your level. So we could like go like low level and see and see what's like low level is probably stupid. Man, I, it's I, probably I, like sitting around a campfire and telling
1: stories, around, like, <laughs> yeah. like roasting yeah. marshmallows. With, I know. would still probably jab somebody eye with my marshmallow stick. <laughs> I I'm telling you, man. People, somebody sneaks up on me. Yeah, I, I've been to haunted houses, mm-hmm. and it's like it's a it's a struggle because I'm I'm not. You know, I yeah. I, 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 <laughs> I I don't. Yeah, and then I like get, jump out of the corner. Yeah. And,
0: I always, I always jolt. I jolt. You know what I mean? Like I'll jump back, not forward, if I get scared like that.
1: But just lean in and swing. Yeah, I don't even
0: look. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a better reaction. I don't no. know. Sometimes, <laughs> nine times out of ten, it's not that big of a deal. But right. But it's that tenth time. You got to be wary of it. All right, Glenn. Well, I, I guess I'm kind of anti that too, just because of people's safety. Really? Okay. Be, you okay. can't have people getting injured doing stuff like that. And plus. No. anytime, even if people signed up for it, and they're, like, begging you to stop, you should probably just let them stop. You know what I mean? Mm. In that video, it doesn't appear that they've, they're letting them stop.
1: Yeah, I, I, I don't know. i just tried to think about it too much, to be honest.
0: The video, the people are like, please stop, please stop this, please, I need to stop. And then people are just still, like, going after them.
1: It's, it's, it's intense. It is. yeah,
0: I don't know, Glenn. I don't know. Maybe this is a new trend. Maybe like ten years from now, this is what all everybody will be doing. Not me. No. 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 We'll, we'll be the old curmudgeons.
1: No. Yeah, with our iPhone 5S Yeah.
0: New. Yeah. Anyway, we already
1: know right. six. <laughs> all
0: right, Glenn. Okay, so uh, that was the hot button topic, and the, the verdict on that is no on extreme haunted houses. Just don't do it. Don't encourage us. Any any question? The answer is no. That's right. So, well, anyway. Okay. Okay, Glenn, it's time for the uh final segment already, Glenn. Mm. Um and this is the questions from the gentleman mailbag. Okay. Uh and this week, Glenn, mm. searched far and wide through the mailbag, the gentleman mailbag. Mm. Uh, a lot of questions this week. Most of them Halloween related. Right. Um but this one, this one, this one's a good one. Uh Glenn, I found uh and this question is what is scarier? Living in a haunted house or living with a haunted person?
1: So is that a, co- a question? A haunted. Mm-hmm. So we're, I, I'm guessing a ghost. So
0: it's like. Li- no, I mean, haunted. I, yeah, it could be. However you interpret the, the question, basically. Uh, a uh, dead. Well, I, I an interpret- undead. I interpreted it as like a haunted house or like a haunted, like, you know, a person you know becomes. Possessed.
1: possessed Oh But yeah. how did you interpret the question? I, I just thought ghost I guess Well a ghost would be a haunted house though, right? No, a, a ghost would be a haunted person Because it's a person who's Right? Okay Maybe, maybe Hey man, either way Okay It's open to interpretation hmm. Haunted houses freak me out Mm-hmm. Uh, haunted persons I haven't, you know, really Had a lot of experience with them I'd imagine they would freak me out as well I guess the haunted house could have multiple haunted persons. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to say haunted person just because I know it's a known entity. It's just one person, just one single person. Right. You I only know. have to only have. To, <laughs> one, so you got a ghost in the, the house.
0: Got a ghost in the house, but you're like, oh, it's just you know Frank. Yeah, the ghost. That's of the house. just Frank. Yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, that makes sense. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Um, I I think it depends. Okay. I think it depends greatly on the severity of the haunting. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Like so. I didn't think about that. Yeah. So if it's just a ghost, you know, and it's a you know low to mild Cash severity food. ghost, you know, it's like oh yeah. Sometimes things move around. Sometimes I watch. I walk into the kitchen and all the doors are open in the kitchen. You know, it's like um, <laughs> jeeves. The cabinets again. Come on. Yeah. You know. Um. I don't know. But then, like, then you have like the haunted house thing where. There could be, like, all kinds of scary stuff going on. Um, you could move. You know, that's the thing, though. They never... Like, in the movies, like, it's never as simple as just moving. Like, leaving the house, selling the house, you know? Yeah, I... I don't know. I don't know. It's a tough call. I was thinking of it more of, like, what's worse? Like, your like, possessed house. It's, like, poltergeist-possessed house. Right. Or poltergeist-possessed, like, person that you know. You know what I mean? Like... I don't
1: know. Oh, this is tough. This is a great question.
0: Well, it's tough. It's tough. Because I, I, you definitely wouldn't want somebody you know to be possessed. Right. But that would be a lot cheaper than a, a possessed house. <laughs> now we're getting somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Because if the house is possessed, okay. you can't sell that. No, nope. You know? But the other well, one, you, you, you just like... If you, if they... The possessed person, you're just like, well, you know, I don't really need to know you anymore. You know? Well, but does it work that way? <laughs> I, I don't think it does, Brian. <laughs> That's true. That's true. That's when they start tracking you down and showing up outside of your work. and oh, Remember man. me? The yeah. possessed guy? You know? Yeah. Glenn, I'd like to think that if I got possessed that you wouldn't just never
1: talk to me again. The, the conversations would be strained. Okay? <laughs> there would be a little... The podcast would be different. Hey, know? Brian. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See that's what I thought too. Yeah, yeah they, they, they would just be, be... just be different. Yeah, I don't um,
0: know. I don't know. I'm... Luckily, I've never had to experience either one of them. So
1: <laughs> for whatever reason, it makes me want to watch Shaun of the Dead. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, cause classic buddies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. we have been watching a lot of haunted house, haunted person movies. We just watched Insidious 2 okay. last week. Better than the first one. We just we watched Insidious and then we watched Insidious Two. Hang on, you're saying it's Since a you... sequel
1: that's better than the first movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow.
0: Yeah, definitely. Insidious Two is way better than Insidious. Wow. Yeah. I've not seen either of those. Um, but good movies. But yeah, we've been watching a lot of that stuff. Um, you know, I don't know. It, it sucks because a lot of the the more recent horror movies are all starting to kind of meld into one. Right. They all have like the we went and saw that Annabelle movie. Yeah. You know, and it's a whole lot of like door slams and like. Bad plot lines and stuff, and it's like, yeah, it's starting to look pretty. It still scared the crap out of a lot of people in the theater, though. There was like one dude in there that kept like screaming like a little girl every time, like every time the big noise happened, he was like, oh! It's like one guy in there. It wasn't me, just in case, yeah. Me. But anyway, so I don't know, again. Hopefully, we'll never have to find out. Hopefully, that's the case, man.
1: I don't know. I, I uh yeah. I, I I don't wanna I don't wanna find out. I don't wanna have to do a cost analysis of which decision to make.
0: Have you ever seen that movie Emity Am- Bill Emityville horror? Mm-mm. Like there's so many movies that are based on that. Really? Yeah. It's like some story that supposedly happened, like the conjuring is is a famous one, the the recent one that's kind of loosely based on that and hmm. Annabelle's based on the conjuring and um, the Amityville Horror is like this couple that bought this house, and then like all this crazy stuff happened, and supposedly it's like a documented case of you know. Uh, oh, based uh,
1: on the killings of Kansas, right?
0: No, 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 oh, okay. no. I mean, this is in Connecticut or something like that.
1: Oh, is that the one that the house? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Is yeah for yeah, sale. Yeah. So okay. they had like the original movie, The Amityville Horror, and then they've had like every movie that says like this is based on a true story. Mm-hmm. It's based on that. That's like, same, that's it's just same a really movie. loosely like it's like a different
1: it's kind of re- somebody was yeah. haunting yeah adults. yeah, yeah. there's a house that was sort of
0: haunted and door slammed and uh you know oh so anyway Ugh. you should that check it out. I,
1: me out no 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 I'm good
0: yeah that one's that one's pretty good that one's a classic uh. classic horror movie but anyway yeah they're all kind of doing that same thing now it's either that or found footage you know what i mean like, found oh, footage where yeah, yeah, they, like, find the
1: camcorder. Yeah, and,
0: uh, the shaky camera yeah. thing all the time. I don't know. <laughs> we
1: we watched this awful movie. Um, we decided... I don't know. We were with family, and the family were kind of debating between movies on... Gosh, was it Redbox? I think it was Redbox or something like that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Somewhere. And this movie was free on some service, some streaming service. Uh-oh. And we're like, yeah. oh. And my, my father-in-law... <laughs> I was like, oh, this sounds awesome, and basically it's a found footage movie where they find this camcorder, this kid, his dad's a scientist, they basically find Jurassic Park, (laughs) right? Yeah. But everybody gets eaten. Oh, okay. And it was like the worst movie I've ever seen ever. Mm. So whenever a movie's free, and you've never heard of it before... It's a bad sign. It's a bad sign. Yeah. Yeah. There actually are a lot of...
0: There's a ton of stuff on my Netflix queue that I picked up from Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, they're yeah? supposed to be really high, highly rated, and they're all on stream, and there's like six or seven of them. So, nice. pretty excited about that. I haven't watched them yet. So, all stuff I haven't seen. It's getting harder and harder every, every Halloween to find Halloween movies that I haven't already seen before.
1: <sighs> I like to stick with the classics.
0: There you go. Yeah. I can see that. Laura doesn't like to rewatch stuff. Oh. Uh-huh. So. So I don't mind. She's not gonna to want to watch Dumb and Dumber I like to revisit the classics. You know what I mean? Okay. I like to you know Yeah. You don't just listen to a symphony one time and then no. never pick it up again. No. It's like a fine wine. You you could <laughs> return to it anytime you want.
1: <laughs> okay. You're sweeter
0: with the years. That's right. Know? Much like a vertigo or something like that.
1: Yeah, Vertigo's great. Like the crow. I don't think I've ever seen the crow. Oh, you gotta see that one. That's a good one. Yeah, okay i mm-hmm. I've heard I've heard a lot of a lot of the It's like it, mid
0: but... ni- early 90s like yeah. just I mean a lot of it's super cheesy but Okay. Crow's good. Okay. Crow's good, man. It's All good. Right. <laughs> All right, Glenn. Well, that's the end of episode 31 mm. and the next episode that we do, Glenn, is going to be the Halloween spectacular. That's
1: <laughs> right. I forgot. Yeah. You see that. Because yeah, that'll be, be. The,
0: that'll be the last one before Halloween, so that'll be leading up to Halloween. So if you want to get get ready for Halloween, mm-hmm. episode thirty two, not thirty one, even though it should be episode thirty
1: two, and we'll probably have a recap of your Halloween party.
0: Yes, uh, this this weekend I'm having a Halloween party. I'm excited about it. Yes. Um, it's it's a it's a week ahead of Halloween. Um, it's, it's sort of like Halloween slash fall party. Okay. But um, I really, I thought about this and the reason why I'm doing it is because, first of all, a lot of my friends have kids. Yes. And they couldn't come out on Halloween because their kids are going trick-or-treating and all this right. stuff. So I'm like, all right. So I'll do it, you know, a week before. Also, I get to screw all the people that are having a Halloween party proper
1: ah, and have one a week
0: early. You know right. what I mean? So show them up. Nice. Come to my party first. It's yeah. going to be the best one. And you'll be disappointed on Halloween. Exactly. Nice. So, anyway, I'm excited about that, Glenn. I'm also excited for episode 32. We'll get into all the Halloween topics in episode 32, even though we've been touching on them so
1: far. There's a good chance we may know the winner of the World Series by then. That's true. Um, wow. So many things. So many things so to many look forward to. Unknown variables.
0: Yep. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to this one, 32. All right, Glenn. Well, um, that was episode 31. Um, there's always. Another episode. And that episode is thirty
1: two. Brian, did your opinion change of the, the beer, the mustache twist? No,
0: it's still still not <laughs> historically speaking, I'm behind this brewery.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh maybe maybe we just got the wrong one. Maybe Oktoberfest Octoberfest is have. not their strongest they're not their strongest beer.
1: It would help if it tastes like an Octoberfest. But hey, that's neither here nor there.
0: What's the is it Salvador or something like that? That's the like the the one that we've had before on the there's another like oh we German- have from
1: that oh the a uh, German brewery yeah
0: there's another German brewery we've had that's, that's actually really good their Oktoberfest is pretty pretty awesome uh,
1: I don't know I don't know I can't remember. I, I saw
0: it and I was like oh, I think we've already talked about that one so I didn't get it anyway <laughs> anyway Glenn all right well that was episode thirty one uh, looking forward to episode thirty two as yes. always um, I'm Brian McKinney I'm Glenn right. we'll see you guys for the next episode drive safe Halloween episode. Hello, hello. <laughs> Halloween's spectacular.